Hello, and welcome to the BPL podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Laser, and we have a very special podcast today. Um, we have three guests, so this is a first for the podcast. Um, so today we have uh, Brandy Yemchura, founder and director of Seeds of Caring, a local nonprofit that creates learning and volunteer opportunities for families with children as young as two to help cultivate a kinder community. We also have Lauren Wilson, executive director of LSS Faith Mission, which offers shelter and services to the homeless here in Central Ohio, and Stephanie Volhop, author of Imagine If, A Homeless Experience, a new children's book that allows children to explore the difficult decisions and life circumstances that those experiencing homelessness face on a daily basis. Um, so yeah, so thank you, Brandy, Lauren, and Stephanie for uh, joining me on the podcast here today. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So uh, Brandy, we'll start with you. Um, so can you discuss what inspired you to found Seeds of Caring and also some of the learning and volunteer opportunities Seeds of Caring offers? Absolutely. Yes. So, you know, when I was about about four years ago, I had two young children of my own at home and one more on the way. And I found myself doing a lot of reflection around what was it that I really wanted my kids to grow up to be like? And for that matter, what, what did I want for all kids in our community? And it really came down to this. I, I want my children to be kind, compassionate citizens who, when they see something that they're not okay with in the world, they take action to try to contribute, to try to make our world a, a better place, and that they truly believe and have confidence in their ability to be the change they want to see in our world. And, and for me, with everything I know about child development, it became clear that instilling empathy and kindness in children was a really key part of that. And yet what we know from research is that empathy and kindness are learned skills. And so these are skills that need to be practiced over time. And one key way to do that is involving children in their community, helping them be connected to others in their community, helping them grow in compassion for others, and involving them in service and volunteering. So as a parent at that time, I started looking for those opportunities with my kids. And what I found was that many nonprofits did not allow children under the age of 12 to come and volunteer. And there were many good reasons why that was so. Um, so there are some you know, settings in which it's not appropriate to have children. There are other settings in which you know, they, those nonprofits need volunteers who are very efficient with their time and can come in and get the work done. And um, you know, so there, there's many reasons why children are not always welcome to volunteer. Um, but the few places that I did find that would allow children, the experiences still were not geared toward kids. So it was more kids kind of coming along and tagging along um, with their grownups. So I realized at that time that Columbus was missing a critical opportunity to engage kids in important issues from the very beginning of their lives and to really help raise them into our next generation of advocates and ambassadors and engaged citizens who, um, you know, want to be involved in their community and who truly care about their neighbors. So that's kind of how Seeds of Caring was born. And our mission at Seeds of Caring is to empower kids to create a kinder community 
with their hearts, hands, and minds. And we focus on kids ages 2 to 12 because, again, that is an age group that is um, traditionally harder to find those opportunities for. So the way we fulfill our mission is by designing meaningful opportunities for kids to engage in service, social action, and community building. So we work with over 40 nonprofit partners, LSS Faith Mission being one of our wonderful nonprofit partners. And we find out from them, you know, what are their needs and how can families and kids help meet those needs? And then we design those meaningful projects for families to engage in. So prior to the pandemic, that was always in-person programming. And we would gather anywhere between 10 to 30 families at a time to come together, learn about a key community need, and then act upon it. Now, since the pandemic, we have shifted uh, most of that programming to be at-home programming. And we have developed guides for families to follow at home so that they can really implement meaningful projects with their kids in their own homes. And one thing with Seeds of Caring that's important to know is that we engage the whole child. So we believe that the action is important and it's it's key that we are doing, um, that, we, that we are providing for real needs in our community. That's a very important piece of what we do. But even more important, we believe that before we engage kids' hands, we need to engage their hearts and their minds. And so that is really the key to having these experiences be last have a lasting impact on children is for them to reflect on, you know, how do their actions matter? What are some of these needs in our community and who are the people behind these needs? So, you know, we can talk about homelessness, but also helping kids to understand that that individual person that's experiencing homelessness is a person just like them that has hopes and dreams and um, favorite foods and all of these things. And, you know, we, we want kids to really um, be able to grow in their compassion and their empathy in a, in a very healthy way. So when we design the educational components of our projects, we utilize great resources like children's literature, like interactive experiences or simulations. And we take big topics and we bring them down to a level that kids can understand so that kids are empowered to um, have a greater understanding of these various community needs. And then they're really empowered to, to care. Um, so, you know, we, we have many examples across the board of kids that have engaged with us and have gone on to become, um, you know, these little ambassadors for various causes in our community. Um, we had one child who came to a program that was focused around um, foster care, and she recognized that when she when she left this program, she recognized she she wanted to do more. There was so much more that she wanted to do. And so she talked with her mom and and said, you know, how can we do more to help kids that are facing this hard time in their life? And and she said, you know, I really think that I want to make worry dolls for kids so that when they go to sleep at night, they don't have to carry all their worries with them. And so her mom worked in partnership with Seeds of Caring to create a huge program that engaged 
over that engaged hundreds of families in the community in a big donation drive. And in the end, families get gathered together to pack over 250 backpacks for kids entering foster care. And then those kids made 250 worry dolls to include in the backpacks, thanks to this child's inspiration. And we see stories like that all the time at Seeds of Caring. And honestly, what it does for me is it provides me hope for our future. It reminds me that kids really can change our world and that if we give them thoughtfully designed, developmentally appropriate opportunities to do so, they will. So, you know, when we think about the situation we see ourselves in now and how difficult life might seem right now, Seeds of Caring offers that hope for the future. And I truly believe, and all of us at Seeds of Caring believe that instilling kindness and compassion in our next generation and really instilling that belief that they can make a difference in our community, that this is one of the most important actions we can take to arrive at a brighter, better tomorrow. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, well, it sounds like an amazing you know platform that, that you've helped create with Seeds of Caring um, and, so, you know, some very heartwarming stuff. It's, it's good to hear these days, especially. Um, and you mentioned somewhere in there, you know, engaging you through through literature and books, which, you know, I'm biased <laughs> being a librarian. But but, yeah, I think that's, um, you know, that's something that um, I've seen a lot um, in terms of, you know, not and not even necessarily nonfiction, but reading fiction um is such an important way to build empathy because it allows you to really experience the inner workings of these characters and what they, what they experience. So, which sort of leads us to um, my next question uh, for Stephanie. So can you tell us about the inspiration behind your book? Uh, Imagine if a homeless experience and also the book's unique format. My biggest inspiration was my youngest daughter, Natalie. Um, she has always had this passion to help people, especially those who are homeless. We attended a Seeds of Caring event that was making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the homeless. And she was only three at the time. So I didn't know exactly how much she was getting out of the event um, until a couple of days later, we were making peanut butter jelly jelly sandwiches at home And she asked to make a second one to give to someone who doesn't have a home and who is hungry. So at that point, I knew, yeah, she gets this. That love to help others, especially homeless people, has only grown over the years. She um, recently, a couple years ago, thought of the idea of giving tents to those who may not trust adults and may be too um, concerned with staying and trusting adults so that they can still be sheltered from the elements and so that they can keep dry and safe and their belongings have, you know, they have their own little area that they have. So we partnered with Seeds of Caring and took that idea and some of the supply fees went towards purchasing tents for those who need it. She also loves to hand out compassion kits. Those are Ziploc bags filled with snacks and water and basic necessities. Um, And she personally is the one when we see someone standing on the corner with a sign asking for help, she gets so excited about, can I give them a bag? Can I give them a bag? And sometimes she even asks me to turn around. So I'm going the right way. So I can, so she can hand them that. And she, it makes her excited. Um, And she gets to see the direct impact of her actions because she's handing it to the individual and she gets to see them light up 
with some sort of hope and appreciation. So pairing her desire to help those who are homeless, um, along with our family loves to read books, that's where I kind of started thinking, what if every child had this desire to help others? How can we build the empathy around getting them to take action and to understand people's situations and have this desire to help? And we, we love to read books. So I started thinking about what if we do like a choose your own path, make your own decision book that helps build empathy, that helps create compassion and helps them understand, better understand a person's situation. So the Imagine If book is a great tool that in a kid-friendly way presents the pros and cons of each option and, and decision a person facing homelessness may make, as well as they get to make that decision and then they get to learn what happens. So it's a little bit more impactful with them absorbing the information as well as having a better understanding of the situation and why someone may choose to live outside or live in a tent or go to a homeless shelter or the different ways that they make money or how they're trying to help get themselves out of this situation. Yeah, I I feel like that's a, you know really unique and effective way to to approach that because you know not only are you building empathy and whatnot, like we talked about, but, um, you sort of see consequences and, and reasoning and motives and all that. So it's a lot to, to explore and unpack. So Lauren, um, can you talk about the impact faith mission has had here in central Ohio and what services faith mission offers to the homeless, uh, amidst the COVID-19 pandemic? Sure. I would love to. Um, so here at Faith Mission, uh, we shelter uh, 252 single men and women nightly, including 24 veterans. Um, just last year in shelter alone, we served 1,900 unique inv individuals, uh, providing 82,000 plus uh, nights of shelter um, for folks in need in Central Ohio. Uh, we also provide case management services to help link folks with housing placement and community service linkage. Um, here at Faith Mission, we also have an employment resource center uh, where we focus on job training, job placement, and linking people to benefits. Um, unfortunately, during the pandemic, we've had to um, close the community-facing side of that, but we're still actively servicing our, our clients and shelter here. And um, with linkages to over 150 hiring partners in the community, during the pandemic, we have employed um, gotten employment for 144 of our residents here in shelter, um, which is a, a, a mini win uh, with so much tough stuff going on for our folks right now. Um, but in a normal year, we see about 8,000 uh, folks visiting the resource center every year. Um, we've also got a federally qualified health center here on site at Faith Mission, uh, where we provide primary care services, behavioral health services, including medication-assisted treatment um, for AOD issues. We have vision services, dental services, and provide those in a facility that provides a lot of dignity for folks, um, like any other doctor's office you or I would walk into. And then we've also got some other specialized programming specific to veterans, specific to those um, re-entering the community from prison, and folks living with, uh, with HIV and AIDS. Um, COVID has, like for the rest of us, brought unique challenges to folks here in shelter. Um, certainly, as we were all dealing in our own lives with 
things being shut down um, from March to, you know, even some things are open at limited capacity now. We've certainly seen an increase in time that people are spending in shelter. So they're spending more days per shelter stay before they can um, get back out and get housed or move on to whatever their next step is. And, and unfortunately, housing um, outcomes are going down across the system right now. So that's attributed to a lot of a lot of reasons. Landlords not showing units for safety reasons, um, you know, limited access to getting birth certificates, IDs, those sort of things that that we kind of take for granted, but you, that you need to have in hand to go find yourself an apartment or a place to live. Um, so we're we're seeing, uh, thankfully, a little bit of an upswing in those things, and hopefully, we're getting to a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Um, as far as increasing those outcomes for people, but we know it's a, a long road ahead before the pandemic will be will be um, past us. And then, unfortunately, as a system, we're bracing for a spike in homelessness um, when the funds for um, kind of rent mitigation issues and this um, uh, eviction moratorium ends next year. We're we're kind of bracing for a large amount of folks surging into the system if there's not some some other relief on the horizon for folks. So it's been a it's been a tough year, but the system and faith mission is is keeping on. There's a lot of folks in need in the in this community. So we're here doing what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, it sounds like, you know, um such a great impact here in the community. And uh yeah, really just since the pandemic was, you know, it's new to all of us. None of us have ever lived through a pandemic, I'm assuming, unless we're over 100 years old. So <laughs> uh, it's just one of those things where, yeah, it impacts you personally, but then to help gain perspective, you think about, you know, how people experiencing homelessness uh, might cope with that. Or, you know, if you are in an assisted living facility or if you're incarcerated, it just, you know, there are so many layers to this Um so many challenges. Uh, so thank you, Lauren, for, for speaking to that, what, what Faith Mission is doing. And uh, one question I, I had for everybody, um, you know, this is a library podcast. So I was curious, you know, what, um, in your opinions, um, what do you think both libraries and library staff um, can do to better support people experiencing homelessness? I, I think I'll, I'll go ahead and throw something out there. I think that libraries are a great um, linkage tool to resources. Um, so librarians, at least in my experience, are um, have been a great help to, despite our resources here, have been in the past a great help to our clients in being knowledgeable about community resources, being knowledgeable about how to get on a computer or get on the phone and find those needed services or find folks like us at Faith Mission or find the homeless hotline so that they can get um, get a bed, get shelter, and get back up on their feet again. Um, so I think that continued resource linkage and, um, you know, welcoming those folks in into your buildings um, for that assistance is, is, is critical. You know, Jeff, I don't know that I can speak directly to um, the best supports for members of our homeless community, but I think when when I kind of consider some of these, um, you know, larger issues in our community where, where Seeds of Caring comes in is in thinking many years ahead and in saying, you know, 
we, these problems are not going to go away. And so we need to continue to foster, um, you know, a concern for these um, needs and a um, certain, you know, compassion and empathy for what neighbors face. And we need to foster that in our, in our children. And so I think in that sense, what libraries can do, and I, and I see libraries doing this all the time and I absolutely love it, but, you know, having a lens on, on what, what children's literature is out there. And there's so much now, I feel like in the last five years, it's just exploded, but what literature is out there that helps to remind kids that they have a role to play. You know, we have, I mean, one child that participated with us walked away and he said, wow, I had no idea that kids could do this much. Just because we're kids doesn't mean we can't make a difference. And I think that that is the attitude and that's the belief that we want to instill in our kids. So the books that, that show kids, you know, staying connected to their community, being engaged, and then those that help to build empathy and compassion. I think that, um, you know, those are such critical resources right now. I, as we go through this pandemic, you know, we, we continue to say there's so much that's out of our control, but kindness remains in our control at all times. And so, you know, continuing to get those messages in front of kids and having lots of those, um, you know, that rich literature available for children and families, I think is um, really a, a great service to our community. I know personally, our family loves to read and we have the belief that if you can read, you can learn anything. So you can build skills and you can learn new um, concepts that you didn't understand before. So literacy classes or support for those who may struggle and reading's not their best skill would be super helpful. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. Yeah, thanks for your insights on that. Um, yeah, before we wrap up here, um, is there anything, you know, any virtual events or services, anything that any of you would like to promote or uh, make people aware of? We actually have some, um, despite the uh, pandemic limiting the volunteer opportunities and, um, you know, we're coming into the holiday season and normally here at Faith Mission during the holidays, that's a, a great time. Uh, for volunteerism uh, and giving around homelessness, um, but we have we have pivoted and, and working on our volunteer team is working on some um, alternate ways to provide service during this season. So I would invite anyone that's interested in giving back and specifically to our our homeless community and those at Faith Mission. If you visit our website at LSS Network of Hope forward slash Faith Mission. Um, there's tons of info on there about about our services in general, um, but also about volunteer opportunities and about things um, that can be done around the holiday season safely. Um, you can contact our staff about that if you're looking for ways to give back. Great. And yes, Jeff, I would I would say, you know, a couple things with Seeds of Caring. Um, we uh, on at any given time, we have between eight to 10 active service projects available for families to participate in. Now that we're heading into um, the winter season again, those will be primarily at-home opportunities that families can do on their own with their children. Um, but parents should know that, you know, when you register for a program with Seeds of Caring, um, you simply go to our website, click on volunteer, and then you can, you can see all of the different projects available. And when you sign up for a project, you'll receive a really well-organized PDF document 
that walks you through exactly what to say to your children, what to ask them, a small video to show them. Um, and then it gives really specific instructions for how to complete the service project and then when and where to drop off your um, items that you've created. And so there's lots of, as we, as we kind of enter November and December, such a big season of, of giving and community involvement and volunteerism, um, I would encourage all families to check out our website and see ways that they can um, contribute and give back. And then specifically around our Imagine If book, um, that will be um, available for purchase. It's, a, it's officially being released on November 1st. It will be available for purchase on Amazon and then, of course, available in some of our local libraries to check out. Um, and Seeds of Caring has a spe some special projects that are directly aligned with um, the needs of our homeless neighbors. Because November is Homelessness Awareness Month, we have some of those special projects happening as well. So I would encourage families to, um, you know, get their hands on a copy of this book, use it as a resource to speak meaningfully about homelessness during these upcoming months. Um, yeah, so I, I think that I think that's it for Seeds of Caring. Stephanie, did you have anything you wanted to add about Imagine If specifically? It's a really fun book that kids empowers kids to make their own decisions and create empathy around the issue of homelessness. Seeds of Caring has some wonderful programs that pair well with the book. So it's ideal to read the book and then participate and actually inspire action to what you have read. Absolutely. Yes. Um, well, Lauren, Stephanie, Brandy, uh, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Um, just some really amazing work that you all are doing. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff.